that's another reason to see a naturopath is that if you're taking all these supplements or you're just going to the health food store and just like grabbing something off the shelf because it says, you know, it says like healthy hair or something like that. And you just buy that. Um, sorry if any of you guys have that or maybe your girlfriends do. I'm so offended. I'm just I'm laughing so offended over there. Right like I do this. It's face. It's terrible. Oh my God. It's I gotta true. go back to Sharpa's Drug Mart right now and return my yeah, hair yeah, supplements. Exactly. <laughs> What is up, everybody? This is Prab from the PT3, and I'm here with my friends, Michael and Waleed. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. Up, guys? And we're here with a very special guest uh, that we found through Instagram, but also Jyoti, apparently. And her name huge is... Shout out. Huge shout-out to Jyoti. Huge shout-out, huge shout-out, honestly. <laughs> and her name is Sophie. She is a sports nutritionist and naturopathic doctor, but I'm gonna let her introduce herself a little bit more in detail. So uh, welcome to the show, Sophie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for this conversation today. Um, yeah, so um, as you mentioned, I am a naturopathic doctor and sports nutritionist. And um, so my background is probably like you guys, I did an undergraduate degree in human kinetics. So kinesiology focus and kind of always had a passion for the human body, how the human body works, passion for fitness and health. I became a you know, personal trainer and was in the gym lots when I was young. And in university, I worked with the strength and conditioning coach at Guelph. And um, yeah, so my passion for kind of health in the human body just evolved as I got older. And I just kept on wanting to learn more and more. And I was always into nutrition as well. So my degree and what I do is kind of the combination of um, everything I love about the body plus nutrition. So yeah, that's where I am today. Could you tell us and the audience a bit about what a naturopathic doctor is and the requirements to like become a naturopathic doctor? Because honestly, like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know much about it. Either. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> okay. Yes. We're on the same page. Yes, that's, that's great. And I, and I love answering this question because it just is an opportunity to share more about what we do and have it be, you know, a valid resource for that. So essentially do to become a naturopathic doctor, um, it's actually very difficult to obtain um, the doctorate. So you have to have an undergraduate degree, just like if you would go to medical school or physio school or become a chiropractor. So you have to have an undergraduate degree. Um, and then it's another four years. And there's actually a limited amount of accredited schools. So there's actually only um, one school here in Toronto, and there's one out, out west in BC. And after that, you have to uh, basically write a lot of board licensing exams, like I know physios have to do as well, in order to um, become registered with the college. So each province, depending on the province, has different regulations. So in Ontario, it's probably like the most strict and we are, have the most in terms of uh, what we're allowed to do by our college. Um, so th that's kind of like the journey to get there. Um, but in terms of what we do and what our in education entails, right? So our first couple years of universe of uh, naturopathic medicine are heavily based in, you know, biochemistry, microbiology, nutrition, all those sorts of the, the sciences kind of building on that physiology. And then we heavily go into aspects of 
you know, physical assessment and diagnosis, botanical medicine, um, hydrotherapy, more nutrition, um, physical therapy as well, acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine. So it's basically this kind of full spectrum scope of all these different kind of therapies combined into one. Um, and then in practice, we see, you know, the ability to use all of those kind of different tools in the bucket that we have to be able to kind of assess and treat our patients. Like to me, it seems like it's very holistic in nature. Like it's taking in various different aspects of health. So it's not just like movement. You're also including in the nutrition, supplementation, things like that. So what made you specifically go into that almost like well-rounded approach instead of specializing into like a specific domain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, like when I graduated, I was like, I would love to become a physiotherapist and I would love to, you know, cause I love the human body, but I felt a really big pull towards that holistic kind of picture and being able to talk to uh, my patients about their sleep and their stress management and their, you know, what their diet was and all those sorts of things. So um, I was kind of already drawn to that because, you know, my sister is a naturopath. Um, you know, I was grown up, I grew up in a family that was very kind of holistic based. Um, but when I talk about it to anyone, you know, now in terms of what I do, it's, it's never really, I would describe it as if you think of like a spectrum, right? And you think on one side, we have um, really, really strong right-sided towards, you know, anti-vaccine, anti-any medications, anti-any pharmaceuticals, that. And then on the other side, you have people who don't even want to, you know, touch anything that has the word natural on it or don't believe in anything. And I would say like a naturopath is kind of like the meeting between both worlds because we can really kind of educate people on both sides, right? Because we have the education, because we have um, enough knowledge to explain, hey, this is what is, you know, research evidence-based. This is what's been, you know, shown to be helpful. This is what we can do. You know, this is what's, you know, actually, you know, effective as a treatment therapy. And so I'm not anti any medications or taking pharmaceuticals and anything like that. And that's another big emphasis that I kind of make in my practice as well is that, you know, I want to work with your medical doctor. I want to work as a part of a collaborative approach in terms of getting the best results for my patients. And sometimes that means using a medication or, or getting treatment or whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. um, just to follow up on that, like, at what point would you suggest or recommend that someone should see a naturopath? Like, cause, cause you have so many different, like, um, cause it's so holistic, right? Like when should someone be like, Oh, I gotta go see a naturopath. Yeah. That is such a good question. And I always describe as something like, it's never like, oh, I should go see it. It's sometimes things just come up. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's the things that we kind of um, maybe just kind of like can just live with. I see a lot of people who have just been living the way that they're living in terms of they have really low energy or their sleep is terrible or they're like really stressed and suffering with anxiety or depression or they're kind of slowly gaining weight over a period of time, right? So all of those kind of concerns are not really something that you would maybe get the most benefit from like a, a short appointment with your, with your family doctor. Right. So mm -hmm. you need a little bit more in depth looking into. So those are kind of the things that, you know, we want to actually optimize your health. We want to make you feel better, right. You don't go to a, you know, you don't see 
a naturopathic doctor, if you need to go to the hospital and get treatment, that's not what you are coming for. You're going coming for more of that, like chronic, whatever condition it is. And um, I actually also see a, a lot of younger people now are really invested in their health. And we're seeing that a lot. So a lot of people have will come to me and say, Hey, I just want to know about my body. I just want to learn about my body. I want to optimize my health. I want to practice preventative, you know, medicine. And I'm like, great, like, let's do it. Like, let's, I'll educate you. And I spend pretty much the whole appointment educating them on their, you know, diet and whatever it is. So yeah, lots of reasons. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like you're drawing a lot of different fields and kind of tie things together if someone wants to go and see a naturopathic doctor, how would they find a naturopathic doctor? And like, and also what settings do, um, do naturopathic doctors work in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another great question. So essentially, usually naturopathic doctors will work in private practice. So either at either a naturopathic clinic or within an integrated team, like I work with physios and chiros and massage therapist. So we're kind of part of that integrative team. Um, I can also practice fully virtual. So that's an option as well. I say with naturopathic medicine, the tough part is, is that it can be very super broad in terms of this, who, who might be using different treatments and things like that. Right. And I would say the same thing is if you see you know, just for example, if you see a chiropractor in one neighborhood and you go to the next neighborhood, you may get completely different assessment and completely different treatments. Mm-hmm. The same thing will apply to your to your naturopath. So the best option that I would, would say to people is that have a phone call with the naturopathic first, like 15 minutes. That's what I offer in my practice because it gives me an opportunity to basically say, hey, this is how I practice. This is what I do. These are the therapies that I use. And just so that you're on the same page with the, you know, with the patient, right? So, you know, if you go to a chiropractor or someone who maybe doesn't do any, doesn't prescribe any exercises, right? And you're like, well, maybe you wanted that. Maybe you wanted some at-home treatment or at-home therapies in addition to that. And you're not getting that, right? So I want to make sure that if my patient sees me, that they know what they're getting and they are kind of more comfortable with kind of what the treatment approach will, will look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I like how you you talked about how every every healthcare practitioner is going to practice very differently, right? It's the same thing with I don't know chiropractors, with physios. Everyone has their own preferences, and I think if you want the patient to be an active part of their own recovery, it's really important for them to for them to align with the values of the therapist as well. Because sometimes, for example, in physio, what we see is someone kind of just wants to come in and have I don't know, like almost like a massage, like just hands-on work done, right? Not a massage. That's that's yeah. very controversial. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas some somebody else might understand the value of exercise a bit more. So I really, I really like that point for sure. Um, I just had a question related to that. So as a sports nutritionist, as a sports nutritionist, sorry, your uh, scope of practice is a little bit more specific, right? So what made you after getting into naturopathic medicine, what made you decide to go down the sports route and how does that influence you as a sports nutritionist? Yeah. Um, so I decided to become a sports nutritionist because I definitely saw myself working with more of an athlete population. I saw myself already in the kind of the 
fitness realm already. So I really wanted to be as educated as possible in terms of what is the most up-to-date research when it comes to, you know, pre, post, macronutrients, all the sports nutrition supplements, everything like that. I want to be kind of at the top of that. And I felt that I needed to get my additional designation through the International Society of Sports Nutrition um, to kind of be able to do that. And so what that kind of leg up that it gives me is just a little bit more of that update on all of those kind of specifics. Um, and I, I just really like working with that population. And I really like working with people that already have a lot of kind of drive to, to kind of change their health and they're motivated by performance. They're motivated by um, improving their recovery. So um, it's, it's a great population to work with, but I always say, and I did a podcast on sports nutrition specifically um, with kind of my whole approach to that. But I always say like sports nutrition is not just for athletes, right? You can apply the principles of sports nutrition to anyone and everyone who is active. And I think that it is like a huge gap in knowledge um, that kind of get, has gotten misconstrued over the years from like the bro science that gets spread in the gym in terms of what you should be eating, when you should be eating, you know, what types of food, how many calories you need to consume, all those sorts of things. Um, so I wanted to kind of put myself in a space where I was able to kind of really, really educate people on that. Mm -hmm. Great. And it sounds like you, with your background in like human kinetics, a sport nutrition, as well as a naturopathic, um, being a naturopathic doctor and going to school for that and having all the different kind of areas that you were um, taught and you learned from, it sounds like you can draw from a lot of different fields, kind of all integrated in, in a way, but you have a lot of different areas you can draw from to uh, like help your like clients or patients. Um, so could you actually tell us what you spoke a little bit about the recovery? Um, so when you're seeing a athlete, a patient or client, like what does recovery mean to you? And why do you think people like neglect the recovery? Yeah. So I definitely think that it's becoming a lot better now in terms of the recovery, in terms of the education on that or understanding the importance. But once again, I think that everyone seems to get a lot more excited about, you know, the Theraguns and the mm. whatever cryo things and all those sorts of things. And I'm sure it's the same thing with you guys is you're like, well, we got to get down to the basics, just, you know, your movement and your stretching and the manual therapy that you're doing and the strengthening. Um, but for me, the, those, the basics of my approach to that is really like that sleep, the stress management, the nutrition, right? It's not anything crazy fancy, but it's like, that's what you need to be doing. And that's what the research is saying, that any kind of detriment or deficit in sleep or sleep restriction, you see huge reduction in recovery and performance. I got this uh, whoop. You guys heard of the whoop? No. I think I've heard of it. Is it, is it kind of like the aura ring too? Yes. Yeah. It's similar okay. to that. And it measures sleep, heart rate, variability, strain, things like that, where it's basically just tracking when yeah. you're at that kind of optimal state. Um, mm. So to be able to train and perform. So it's not only about the education that I, that I do, but it's all about like, you know, how you can actually apply that into practice and into your daily life and listen to your body. Um, yeah. And, you know, we can, we can talk about supplements and things like that for recovery and all that. But I always say like, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not fueling your body, if you're not hydrated, if you're not eating enough, you're not going to be recovering well. That's the thing. Like, some of my friends, for example, right? They're just like, I need to make sure I get my protein in 
10, 15 minutes after I work out or else I'm not going to get the optimal recovery or the gains, but they're sleeping four hours. So it's just like grabbing for the pennies instead of like the big bucks. You know what I mean? And really it is, if you don't have the basics, like you said, like the eight hours of sleep, like your, your program is not well created. Like you're overloading yourself. How is getting protein in like 30 minutes or some BCA supplement, which I don't know much about, but I don't think it's going to be as effective. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it just, it's not great to see, but going back to supplements, I'm sure there's a space for that too, in the recovery and in in the whole process. Right. So what are some supplements that you actually believe in or like you wish more people knew about? Yeah. So there's so many different like categories and we just touched on sports nutrition in terms of like, we could talk about like ergogenic aids, like things that are actually going to be used to enhance performance and things like that. But I prefer to talk about supplements in terms of what they're used for. And that's very much on an individual basis, right? So a lot of times that's another reason to see a naturopath is that if you're taking all these supplements or you're just going to the health food store and just like grabbing something off the shelf because it says, you know, it says like healthy hair or something like that. And you just buy that. Um, sorry if any of you guys have that or maybe your girlfriends do. I'm so offended. Hey, he's just laughing so over there. Like, I do this. Look at his face. It's terrible. Um, oh, my God. It's I gotta true. go back and to Sharper's Drug Mart right now and return my yeah, hair yeah, supplements. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people kind of like self-prescribe it and they don't really understand why they're taking it and things like that. So when it comes to a supplement, there's a couple things I always say, like one, do you have kind of that nutrient deficiency, right? So is it supplementing a deficiency or, you know, something that may be kind of necessary in the body? So a couple of those that I kind of see a lot in practice is one iron, vitamin D, B12, right? So usually I will um, basically requisition blood work or someone will bring in their blood work and I'll be like, well, you're deficient in that. Let's supplement, right? Um, And then, you know, magnesium is another one I use commonly in my practice. And I find that that is something that you would use kind of more at a higher therapeutic dose in terms of to help with sleep, stress, all that sorts of things. And that's a kind of a really great supplement to kind of have on hand for sure. Um, and then we get more into like the omegas, essential fatty acids, things like that, which I think would be another kind of really good kind of general supplement. If, if I'm just talking generals, right. Omega three magnesium, vitamin D. Um, but then beyond that, really it's very, very specific to the individual. There's a lot out there on the market. And I'm sure if you go to a supplement store, you're like, what, what are all these things? What is inositol? What is, I don't even know what, right? Like there's so much out there, right? Um, But what we do and what I do is we can actually look and see, okay, what is the research saying in terms of what is this effective for and what, and what dose is it effective for? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it, you have to be taking it in that correct dose, right? There's supplements out there that have the same efficacy Um, have been shown as, you know, metformin, a common drug for diabetes, right? But if people aren't taking it in the right dose in the right form, you know, they're like, well, why isn't this curing my diabetes? Well, there's like two milligrams in that supplement you're taking. So it's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like, I like that a lot. Um, I felt like on your Instagram, you posted something about how you define supplement too, like supplements. I think you mentioned something about how 
and, and this question was this you question scrolled was the, way back <laughs> i had to I, I did my research um I like that. <laughs> so so one thing that you mentioned is that exactly like the individualistic like approach that you can't just say this supplement works for everyone right like it's something that kind of just aids along with the entire um your entire approach right so just based on um that instagram post and your other ones um i actually saw another one that i found very interesting Mm -hmm. where you did like a side-by-side comparison of yourself in 2013 and you compared yourself uh to 2019 i think it was october 26th both days Mm -hmm. um so what i what i would love for you and for our audience we would love it too is um if you shared what that message was and really just talk about that reflection of what fitness means to you and uh and your entire lifestyle yeah yeah so basically what that post was so for those of you is um when i was in university and really getting into fitness i did um bikini competitions um and that was a really interesting experience for me because i you know basically lost more weight than i had to lose was very very thin and um kind of it took me a while to kind of get over that kind of body dysmorphia from that which is actually really, really common in the fitness industry is kind of that really unrealistic expectation of kind of what your body is supposed to look like. And a lot of people also try and achieve that or want their body to look like that when it's actually really, really difficult to live and thrive and feel good at that low of a body fat percentage. Um, But the message was, is kind of from there to another, I think that was like five years plus was, you know, learn still being at a, like a healthy body weight and, and really being able to kind of enjoy my life, have food freedom, you know, not be restricting anything at all. Having like, I feel very, very comfortable in my body, having like no issues with that. And I think that's another reason why I kind of sometimes speak out against, um, and it's getting a lot better, but I speak out a lot of against kind of that fitness industry way of thinking and why, it's all about looking, you know, having abs, being like super, super thin and kind of creating like an unrealistic beauty standard. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I've come to today and I can still feel good, feel fit and, you know, exercise and love exercise. And I, yeah. while you're, while I, while I was in that stage before I hated exercising cause I was kind of forcing myself to it so you really have to yeah. enjoy movement yeah yeah because it probably led to like a lot of fatigue not just physically but it was just exhausting mentally um oh yeah from what i can understand um mm-hmm. and the other thing that i appreciate about, about your response here and the consistency with your post is the fact that you never shared any of your numbers so do you mind um explaining why why that's the case yeah like in terms of body weight right that's your body your weight question. The- yeah, the like the body fat percentage and all because mm-hmm. I think like in our in the fitness industry from the very little experience that I have like everything that matters is the numbers or so, oh like I'm 170 I'm like x amount of body fat percent like what are you mm-hmm. at man yeah so yeah I love that you brought that up because it's something that in my practice I can focus a lot on kind of body composition weight loss things like that and I have to really kind of reverse the way of thinking with a lot of people because it is so focused on those numbers like you said it's very very focused on that a lot of the times people will have a number in their head and they will be obsessed with trying to reach it or they'll be weighing themselves all the time um but you know for for where I was like I didn't really see the need to kind of 
share those numbers or, or, or kind of be like, Hey, I was at, you know, whatever body fat percentage, um, you know, for females, I'll talk about how, if you get below a certain body fat percentage, you know, if you lose your period, you'll have really low energy. It's not a really good place to be. Um, and yeah, you don't, you don't want to be there. That's for sure. For sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I saw that post too. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I like, I like how you didn't include, I like how you didn't include the numbers and it is why I thought that was, it was like unique in a way. Cause usually you always see the numbers included and you're like, Oh, that's what percentage it was. Or that's what your weight was. Whenever you post mm-hmm. like those bodybuilding, you know, mm-hmm. fitness industry, like pictures and stuff like that. But I appreciate you not, not putting that there. And I think that speaks volumes to, to, you know, when people think about putting it there or not. Um, I actually want to backtrack just a little bit here. I had a question based off what you're talking about before about the supplements. I might've missed this, but how do you determine if someone is supplement deficient? And then based off that, um, how do you determine the quantity that they need to be supplemented with whatever supplement that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two, two kind of basis. One, um, there's like a actual deficiency that we can see via blood work. So we actually see there's okay. deficiency, um, you know, vitamin D, like I said, iron B12, um, or if they have like, if their thyroid function is low, if they're having insulin dysregulation, if their cholesterol is up, whatever it is, right, we can see that on a blood work and say, okay, let's take a supplement to help support this or help kind of reduce that number or get your, you know, fix that deficiency. Um, the other kind of would be kind of more of like a clinical picture, right? So what are some symptoms they are presenting mm. with? Um, you know, what are they coming in with? What do we think that would actually be helpful um, that would would help with that? So for example, something um, like just, just to, to show an example of what would like a short-term course of a supplement be is if someone, let's say is a physio student, is really, really stressed, is like, you know, juggling so many different things studying for your exams, right? I'd say, okay, you're going through a really stressful period in your time, like in your life, like let's support your adrenal glands, let's support your stress response. So we'll give you kind of a short-term mm-hmm. supplement called an adaptogen to help support your immune function, to support your mental health, to support your adrenal glands, to help you sleep, right? Then we use that. And then, you know, once you have things maybe post-exam or things like that, and after a bit, things have calmed down, we can kind of move from there, right? So it's not a lot of the time people think that they're going to be taking supplements for the rest of their life. Um, but that's not necessarily always the case. <laughs> Do you ever worry like guys, like giving advice about supplements that people might get not addicted, but like kind of dependent on these supplements. Cause like when you say something like, Oh, like physio students who are stressed out for an exam, like that's literally like me in like a month I'm writing my <laughs> written exam. Yeah. So do you ever worry when you give your advice that people might become dependent on this and almost like seek out these supplements when there's situations that are kind of detrimental to their health? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Like there's definitely no supplement that has that kind of like any sort of addictive property. And if it's between Mm. that and using caffeine or alcohol or whatever it is to help you sleep or help you stay awake, I would way rather than use a supplement for that. Right. Right. Um, but even something like there's a lot of misconceptions, even something like melatonin, people will be like, am I be- going to become dependent on it? I, my body's not going to produce melatonin. That's not true. 
Um, so we're just kind of educating on that and, you know, educating on kind of the benefits of taking it. And another thing to just quickly mention with supplements is that there are interactions, right? There are interactions between from like any medications that someone's taking or whatever condition they may have. So a lot of the times like, I'll be like, Oh, I can't give them this because they're taking, you know, an antidepressant or they're taking, mm. you know, something else that may interact with that. So it's really another reason why, you know, talking about supplements, we need to, you need to actually talk to a healthcare professional that knows about it before you just start taking anything. Yeah. So basically everyone that's listening right now, if you're about to go to Sharper's Drug Mart, make sure you call Sophie for 15 minutes <laughs> before you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get a little update on, uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, actually, Sophie is doing free 15 minute nutrition assessments according to yes. her Instagram. You want to tell us about that actually? Yeah. Yeah. So that is kind of the phone call that I do to kind of really get a gauge an idea of kind of where my patient is at, what they need most help with. Um, and that's what we do in kind of that 15 minute conversation. And I can kind of explain what I may do in terms of the treatment. It's exactly like we said, when I was talking about like different, you know, different naturopaths, different physios, things like that. Like you have the opportunity as a patient, you know, as an individual to, you know, make those informed decisions. You don't have to see someone like just because they live around the corner or whatever, you know, go see someone that you're going to feel confident with and you're going to want to, you're going to enjoy the treatment and you think it'll, it aligns with what your values are. So that's why that kind of 15 minute conversation is great. Um, my website, www.drsophiepm.com as well, kind of outlays my kind of treatment protocols, what I kind of do a little bit of my, of my philosophy and my approach to treatment. So, you know, you can, you can look on that and learn a little bit more about me. Yeah, we're going to plug, plug that link for sure in the yeah. bio and everywhere. Um, <laughs> I actually, I really appreciate the messages that you've been giving us today. The main things that I really took away were everyone is very different, right? Like everyone is not only individual to individual, but even between phases in their life, right? Like you were saying, there might be a stressful phase in your life where you have different needs. Your body and your mind has different needs compared to maybe a few months later. So it's very important to always be thinking about uh, what you might need in that moment and always be monitoring in that way. And I also really appreciated how you describe the whole like aesthetics uh, in the fitness industry. And to me, fitness is all about feeling comfortable in your own skin, right? Whether that's like physically, mentally, whatever that is, right? And if even if you have a six pack, but you feel like low energy all the time, to me, that's not a healthy person, right? So I, I really appreciate you putting that out and raising awareness about that because I think it is definitely an important message. Um, just to wrap it up, what are some uh, closing remarks that you kind of want to say about fitness and diet or just messages that you want to raise awareness about with your platform? Yeah, for sure. So I would like to raise awareness to the fact that you know, naturopathic medicine, um, sometimes people need to kind of learn a little bit more about it before they make any judgments about it, um, right? And that can be uh, an area of just concern when people kind of read things online or whatever it is. So my first kind of suggestion would be to, you know, actually talk to a naturopath, actually, you know, do, do some education, go to the right websites and 
um, kind of learn a little bit more before, you know, you can, before you knock it. Um, and then the next suggestion I would make when it comes to kind of like fitness and health and a big approach that I do is um, I talk about foundational health. I talk about the foundations and that's kind of my phase one of treatment protocols. If someone's coming to me to like lose weight or perform better or help with their body composition, um, we really just focus on the foundations that you can always kind of fall back to, like you said, different points in your life. And that really comes down to our nutrition, our sleep, our stress management, and actually gut health. Um, so those are kind of the, the main points I'll, I'll leave you guys with. That's awesome. I'm going to actually throw you one more curveball real quick. Okay. Um, I, I've been asking a few of the guests like before they leave. Um, so if there was a billboard that you can write anything on, <laughs> anything at all, if you were to throw one quote that you want every single one of your people to like read, mm. what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to have to think about this for a second. Um, Take your time. Yeah, it's fine. Hmm. Um, I think based on kind of what I've been seeing so much in terms of like how the world is evolving to be very obsessed with kind of beauty and aesthetics and skin and whatever plastic surgery and everything like that, nothing is wrong with that. But I think I would put something about, you know, we invest so much into our, the aesthetic or the way that our, you know, what we put on our body but when it comes to investing into our body and inside of our body, we really neglect that. So um, something along those lines, right? Invest in your um, in on the inside first, right? We need to we need to start emphasizing investing on the inside first. And um, you know, young girls, young boys will always go for makeup or whatever it is first. That'll be the kind of the first option, and it's. Um, yeah, it is kind of sad because, you know, we want to think about our health first. So that would be my billboard. It's actually so interesting because, okay, so I also make music, right? That's my, like, my side thing that I do. Yeah. And my newest song is actually called Vessel. And it's all about that whole concept about how we're all kind of vessels, right? But a lot yeah. of times we want to make the outside of our vessel look very attractive, whether that's like makeup or with, with people, sometimes this is their body or like they wear nice clothes, nice earrings, but a lot of time they don't spend as much time filling the vessel with whether that's like knowledge or building your skills or building your internal health, your mental health, things that may not be visible. So like, that's just, I don't know why I was just blown away yeah. at the coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. Great minds think alike. <laughs> it's, it's something that you know it's like you know you asked me and it may just it just kind of came out but i mean it really just comes down to exactly like so many people are putting on a facade of how you know they look and everything like that but internally we have you know lots of anxiety lots of depression lots of low energy and things like that that like you said the vessel is not really being treated the way that it should be and we need to start focusing on that i love that yeah man I'm so glad we asked that question. I know because I, I was messaging him too. I was he told me about the song. I'm like, yo, what's the vessel? I'm telling you, this is it. <laughs> so the next, awesome. when you're about to drop your song, his name's Erratics, right? So when he's about to drop his song, the better see Erratics featuring Sophie. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> the co the cover photo should be a, a billboard. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> 
That's awesome. That's good. Well, yeah, thank you so much, Sophie, for your time and, you know, coming on, helping us learn more about what you do and, uh, you know, your, your role in healthcare and helping people just become healthier. You know, I think it's, it's really good. And everyone, we're going to leave her link uh, in our bio so you can check out more about her services and what she does. We'll leave a link to her Instagram, too. It's a great page. Um, and I think that's all from us. Yeah, so, and don't yeah. don't hesitate to call her. It's only fifteen minutes, guys. Now, <laughs> now we know. Now we know what to do with a naturopathic doctor. <laughs> I'm gonna call before I go to Shoppers. Now I'm gonna call. <laughs> I just came out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Awesome! Yeah, Thanks yeah. so much for having me. No problem. Well, this has been the PT3, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. peace.